Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell and I'm your host. So it is another what's on your mind. So we've got Jason here. How you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm great, man. How are you? Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad the sun seems to have gone down a little bit now that you can take your sunglasses off. Yeah, man. I was in my Ice Cube NWA mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to trying to look badass and you didn't, but whatever. Um, the website, the Detail Solutions Podcast uh, That's where you can go to find all the links to listen to the podcast. If you're catching us on YouTube and you don't know that we have a podcast, you can go there. It's also where we have our preferred vendor um, page, where you can see all of our uh, links to our vendors, um, which are our gracious sponsors. It's also going to have their coupon code so you can go use their coupon code and save some money and uh <laughs> yeah scrolling at the bottom there um and please 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 i can't stress this enough um make sure you you use the codes um i know a lot of people like myself get on there and order something and then pay for it and send it and go shit i didn't save any money i didn't use the codes um but that is how these people track if you guys are actually buying stuff from because of the podcast and how they keep supporting us so please go do that and then also we have the merch store there i don't know i might take that damn thing down because uh, nobody's buying the shirts um or hats or whatever it's a, it's a tough game man it's a tough game yeah. It is. But you know what, man? I'm not in the apparel game, but somebody who is in the apparel game is you, Jason. And uh, yeah, I, I am. You're you're uh, you're trying to you're trying to sell some more of those uh, uh, Kong Assassin shirts. So of course, anybody... and every, anybody who's watching can see the lovely logo that is in the top right hand corner. Alan, yeah. if you don't mind, there you go. There you go. Alan's pointing right to it. Um, yeah, and then again, we are um, live on YouTube streaming. Uh, whenever we do these normally on Wednesday and Friday night, but um, tonight as we're recording, this is a Monday because that was Alan's only open day this week. Um, it's tough being president, man. Got that know, crazy schedule. Exactly. Um, so again, you can check us out on YouTube, uh, the detail solutions podcast, please go like, share, comment, subscribe, hit the notification button. So, you know, when we are doing these, um, Jason, you kind of brought something up that surprised me the other day. Was you said we have like eighty-two follow or eighty-two? We have eighty-two on, subscribers as we speak. I want to know what like, what are we up to right now on the listen count? Uh, dude, we're we're so close, but but I feel like we've been. I feel like we cheated a little bit. Um, thanks to a couple no, of this. There ain't no cheating in this game. Well, ain't no you know, cheating in the listening game. A few a few listeners put on like five computers just to run like start to finish. Um dude, they love us that it, much. They need every I, I know, I know, but, going. but still, I mean I, I love you guys for doing that. We are at sixty nine thousand eight hundred and twenty-five. So we are hundred we are hundred and seventy-five away from from that magic seventy that I was trying to get for the end of the year. Um so thank you everybody for doing that. Um, yeah, so, um, mobile tech expo, we're, we're getting closer to that. We're super excited. Um, January 26th through the 28th, 2023. If you are coming and haven't purchased tickets yet, um, mobiletechexpo.com, you can use the code DSP 15. You'll save 15% off of your, uh, ticket price. And then while you're there, please go over to mobiletechexpo.com backslash golden hyphen mic or golden dash mic. 
and uh, make sure to give us a nod for the uh, Golden Mike Award. I know there's a lot of uh, good detailing podcasts out there um, that probably deserve it, but I think we deserve it more because I'm selfish. Um, <laughs> it is, it is Just not be honest, a, dude. Be honest. It's okay. I it, um, I to be this whole intro, but that has done me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's not a vote. It is uh, based off of... Um, Your words. You know, yeah, your words, what you actually write. So, um, if if they can't come from the heart, then lie. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, please, anywhere that you're following us, whether it's a uh, social media um, or uh, on a, a podcast uh, forum or listening platform, um, please like, share, subscribe, subscribe, follow, hit the notification bell, um, and then also please leave us a, a good review, especially with. Um, Spotify and Apple that definitely helps uh, push us into the you also might like category. Um, so people who are listening to other detailing podcasts or automotive podcasts or things like that, we will show up in that. Um, so, yeah. So um, so on to introduce our guest. He might not be your president, but he is my president. He also um did the scottish voice of my balls in a manscaped ad did someone guess that in the end or was it still a secret till now i i mean some people knew about it but i think maybe it's uh everybody will know about it now um <laughs> so mr alan medcraft how you doing sir i'm good how are you guys doing good 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 um how's your so balls my balls are clean and fresh. They're fantastic, thanks to yeah. Manscaped. Exactly. Thank you, Manscaped. Exactly. Love the wipes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I gotta. I gotta get on them and find out if we're getting wipes this this uh, this month. Um, so we had an idea. Jason and I had an idea. Uh, or actually, I don't even remember what what we were talking about. Something about detailers and businesses and whatever. Um, Light bulb hit. And then, yeah, and the light bulb hit, and we started. We started kind of like, you know, I, I think the question that I posed to Jason was, was I bet some detailers think that their business is worth way more than it possibly is, or maybe it is. Um, and then shortly after that, I noticed on Facebook um, a local detailer was selling his his business, um, and I was like, oh my god, like this is you know, kismet or whatever. Um, so I had reached out to him to find out like, you know, Hey, what do you, what are you selling it for? Just curious. You know, how did you come up with that number? Just curious, whatever. Um, and so I told Jason, I said, man, like maybe we should do a show on like, you know, how, how do you, you know, value your business? How would you sell your business? Whatever. Um, in the meantime, I had been pestering alan for probably the last i don't know however many months like dude we need to get you back on the podcast and he's like yeah 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 like i got some shit going on can't talk about it want to talk about it but can't talk about it until um and if you guys haven't noticed or haven't seen the news but alan has sold am details and the chemical business so i said hey alan we've got this topic <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, I probably wouldn't be the best guest because uh, I didn't really think of anything or do anything. And then he's like, well, maybe I would be a good guest. Cause I could just talk about a bunch of shit. And so I was like, cool, let's get him on. So here he is. So wait, I'll... you sold your detail business or the, 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 the chemical side of it? Both. Both. 
Oh, well, okay. congratulations, man. That's, <laughs> that's huge. That's so news get, to me. So you, damn. Get, uh, you get two responses. You get the dudes that go, oh, congratulations. And the other guys go, what's wrong? What, what's happened? <laughs> yeah. Did COVID get you that hard? Gosh. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, because that's that's the thing, right? I mean, like since COVID, there's so many, so many guys are are shutting down or trying to sell their business or or whatever. So I mean, that's I, I would think that that would probably be a pretty natural question for you. But, um, but why? Let's let's jump into let's jump into your side of it first before maybe we talk about the topic. Why why did you sell your business? Uh, so I I guess the first thing we should do is break down. Uh, what what I owned before I sold it, right. I think, because there's okay. Jason going what <laughs> what. <laughs> uh, so in essence, you guys will just know me as Alan Medcraft, and you know having the AM brand, and we kept things simple. Uh, originally, just a car detailing business. All right, so yeah. a car detailing business, two bays, nothing big, crazy, and we were serving you know a pretty small demographic, but in a very uh, remote area. So we did really well in being able to sell the type of service that we deliver. Um, and having people travel for it. So that was the detailing business. Then the chemicals came by accident, and they kind of boomed naturally because I turned to YouTube due to a friend who told me I should do it. And then, uh, you know, the, I always say high five to those guys. I, I couldn't love those guys anymore, and I want to come back to YouTube, which hopefully selling the businesses allow me to do, um, to re-engage with that audience, and um, it grew the brand. So it, both those businesses just grew then by, I guess you would say by accident, but, I guess at the same time as well, you know, it's kind of arrogantly in the back of your head, it's going to work. Like this is going to increase business anyway. So why would you not do it? You know what I mean? Like it's free exposure. It's how I've always felt about social media. Um, I don't type very well. I don't write very well. <laughs> do I do this very well? You can let me know. But the the speaking and doing video, I find really easy. I'm really lucky that it's not being an issue for me to just stand in front of something and go, okay, let's give it a go. Right. Um, you know, fail, fail fast or fail hard. <laughs> People will tell you and they're brutal. If that was rubbish content, don't do that again. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's two of the businesses and they were two completely separate entities. However you set them up in America and UK, they're different, but two completely separate businesses with their own bank accounts, the whole shebang. Right. In the middle sat this gray area, which was Alan, the mentor and trainer, which fell under this more than detailing brand I've had since 2015 about, Hey, you guys are going to have to realize pretty quick that it's about more than just shiny paint. But in 2015, people were not ready to hear that. People were not ready to consume podcasts. And people weren't really consuming video content on YouTube either. So it right. kind of flopped. So in 2015, you'll catch Alan trying to do what a lot of the guys are doing now, high five tears. Um, and it flopped. It was the wrong time for the audience. The audience was not ready for that type of engagement, that type of method of delivering uh, knowledge, mentorship, anyway. <clears throat> so that's the three things I own. That's what feeds the feeds the family, keeps things going, and that's what you've seen me traveling around and doing and promoting. So in essence, what's happened is um, I've sold the detailing business and the chemical business. Okay. That was your original question, right? The original question yeah. was, what did we sell? And then I came back right. to tell you, right, great. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah so why, why, why did you sell it? And and I wanted a, a better answer than they just dumped a dump truck full of money in your driveway or whatever. 
<laughs> no, yes, well, we can come around to the ins and outs of how I come to sell it and do all that stuff. But initially, why did I sell it? I guess uh, it's going to just seem like the car crash standard response answer of um, I had two businesses that are great assets that people wanted. And the core reason I even, I guess I didn't even really think about selling. The core reasons I had the conversations with people that made them go, ooh, I would like to buy that. All right. Mm-hmm. So like I turned around and told Alex, I'm maybe not the best guy for this because I didn't actively get a piece of paper out and go, okay, I want to sell this. A lot, bunch of scenarios led up to the fact of a mindset I was in when speaking to people I knew and they were like, hey, I'll buy that off you. So I think the easiest way is to like lead up to that. So as you guys know, uh, or maybe not, I think we talked about it last time I was on the podcast. Um, you know, we've all had COVID, all that jazz. We allowed to say that word in podcasts now, or do you still bleep it out? Um, <laughs> uh, and then I had my like four months in hospital, which was a pretty rough time. Now, pre-COVID and pre that happening, my businesses were actually um, doing really well, and we had a pot of money ready to go invest and open in another site, and we were going to, you know, we we're going to chase the big dream. We we're going to go for it. Um, but we just didn't pull the trigger pre-COVID and then COVID hit. And then I, I know how you guys had it in America, but I, f- I feel like Scottish Scotland just got hit harder than anyone. I know yeah. I'm just going to say that. But even if you looked at how the UK at the time, England were doing stuff, and then our minister was just like, and I'm going to do one harder. And you're just like, great. Yeah, lock us down another level. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so the detailing business basically, in a nutshell, shut for nearly two years. That's how that went. And as you can imagine, without the cash flow coming in there and I couldn't move the staff from the detailing business into the uh, e-commerce business, I had to let my team go, which as you guys know, if you watch YouTube channels, it's like two, three people, amazing people. And luckily they're both in work. And um, as of us recording this now, I think both doing quite well. Um, But that was one of the toughest things ever. Like I have employed staff and had staff uh, come away from the business. And I always tell people, you know, if you can't grow as fast as your staff are going to grow, then have absolute joy in being a stepping stone in someone's career life, you know, because it is so much fun. I love teaching people. I love taking people from A to B. And there's a couple of my guys I see now, like full-time PTs and gyms. They never wanted to be detailers. They just wanted a job where they could do well, succeed, learn skills that would make them confident enough to finish their college and go on to sports or get a job in a gym and talk to people, you know? Right. Um, so that was a really tough time for me letting those staff go. We're then got the e-commerce business that's booming, doing really, really well, but I was juggling uh, kids, everything else going on. So that was a tough time on me physically. And then I hit hospital. And then when I came out of hospital, you never had the main person driving the company for a while. We had the team there and they did a fantastic job, but they, they weren't there driving forward the bits I drive forward. Right. Um, so we had a, we had a deficit, we had a hole we needed to fill. So once we come into it, looking at all, we're like, Hey, can we fill this hole? So yeah, we can do that in about a two, three year plan to get to where we were pre COVID. Um, and to be honest, I think that's pretty good and optimistic looking at a lot of companies. If they look at their, Hey, how do we get from where we are now? The after COVID state into where we were before or better. I reckon yeah. we could have done it two to three years. And I was like, whoo, have I got the energy for that? So that was the mindset I was in when having these conversations before selling. So it wasn't that I want to sell. It was like, okay, I need to get money. I need to get staff. 
I need to get these products going. I need to get let my customers know that the detailing business is back open. I need to start making videos. All this stuff was going on. And at this point, there's me and one other guy, Eon, and that's it for the three companies. And we're just like, we need to get staffing. We need to get going. Yeah, yeah. And it was these conversations with close friends of mine um, that then made them go, don't bother doing that. I'll just buy it. <laughs> and that's how the sale, when you ask why did I sell, that's how right. the sale came I was just in a mindset where I was um, looking at how do I get to where I was and then where I'm going to get going. And I seen the time it was going to take. And then just like having those conversations with you guys, but they were a little bit more in depth. They're with um, one of them was with a company I consult with. I'll, you know, we can share all this and we talk about the individual sales. And the other was a, a great guy um, that I trained initially. And then he's gone on and done great in business. Um, so these are two people I talk to regularly. Um, you know, just that person you can check in with. Right, right. And talking to them, they were both of them were just like, "Give me it, I'll have it." <laughs> wow. Um, well, let's because we're a little bit long. Let's jump into our first commercial and then come back because I want to ask you about those conversations. So we'll be right back. What's happening, Detail Solutions Podcast? Ian here from Autofiber. I've got a special discount for our Towel of the Month Club. T-O-T-M 25 will get you 25% off of the Towel of the Month Club. And in the Towel of the Month Club, pretty much you sign up, pay for a year, and every month we're going to send you a different sample of a different type of towel or applicator. So it's a good way to get different samples and try different types of our products. So use T-O-T-M 25 at checkout for 25% off. All right. So what I want to ask is you said you're kind of like having those conversations or, or, you know, talking with those people and they were just like, I'll buy it off of you. What was your initial reaction? Were you just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or are we like, um, okay, uh, let's get the checkbook out and let's start. <gasps> yeah. It was very much like what? And then you come home to the wife, like, so it was it was uh, Heidi first, so she bought the chemical company first, and it was just like um, I had a really random conversation today, <laughs> and Sarah's like, "Is this a sit down conversation? <laughs> Do we need to sit down?" I was like, uh, "Someone said they want to buy my business today." What? Um, yeah, and then it was one of those things that it kind of happens, and then you sleep on it, and then the next day you're like, "Wow, am I? I might be actually excited about this. Like I've just accelerated." I just removed my two-year gap. That was how I felt about it. So I still felt like I'm going to own this. I'm going to be part of this. You know, like I'm going to get to push. And my brain just went into, I'm going to make videos. I can finally launch the next three products. I know exactly the next products I want to be investigating in. I can't wait to then get America going again and go and support China because they're just coming out of there. China's COVID is still going insane, by the way, just to let you know it's mental for them guys over there. So just in case they're listening, I love you guys. Um, so it was just... I then got really excited by the idea of, wow. And I never really, it never really twigged the fact that it won't be mine. I just thought this is like, it sounds really weird, like an out of body experience of the company can now be where it was going to be two years faster. You know what right. I mean? Right. And I guess I've always looked at that. I've never really looked at it as mine. I've always just looked at it as what can the company do? Like what's, what's AM details? I guess, uh, I guess that comes from it being community led, like the, the Facebook community group decides everything. So okay. the past, the entire hybrid range wasn't, it was a concept in my head, 
but I didn't arrogantly go, I've tested this and this is the best. And this is why we just right, got right. the four core bits and then let the community do it. Right. Now with, when you kind of came down to, you know, talking those offers or whatever, was it something that you were like, Hey, I would like to do this, this, and this afterwards, or did the people making the offers say, Hey, Alan, we still want you to be a part of it. And we want you to do this, this, and this versus just, you know, wipe your hands and walk away kind of deal. Right. Yeah, no, totally. So I know a lot of people don't want to sell without walking away and that, you know, I'm not going to lie to you how I was feeling at the time. You were like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> let's become a driver. That could be an option. And that, that goes in your head for about two minutes. I guess you have to be wired the way we're all wired. Right. And then you're like, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those conversations happened and then uh, you kind of look at it and go, okay, what's going to be the next one? They were, I set it up in a way I was like, look guys, I, I did four months in hospital. That could happen again. February, March, April, May. Like there's some stuff, there is stuff going on right now that I'm waiting on answers for. And we're like, just like, look, I don't know what my future is going to look like. Um, so that's why when you guys make these offers, it seems really convenient for me. Like, sweet, you know, yeah. the company's going to get to go two years forward and potentially it's not going to put me in hospital again for another four months. Right. Um, so having those chats, I was very open with them saying I might not be available but then that just kind of changed the role that they wanted to to retain me on. So, okay, I'm cool. quite open about the fact. So Heidi's bought the Heidi's bought the business. So basically, she already had a chemical brand and she already has a detailing business. Okay, I've been consulting with the brand Rogue uh, Rogue Detailing down in uh, Queens Ferry. I've been consulting with them, helping them build their detailing side of the business up. So their systems, their sales, all the things I do for more than detailing. Um. So we were just having a conversation about her saying, hey, when can you next come down? Uh, we want to kind of take our business to the next step that you were talking about. And that's when having this chat, she was like, oh, man, I would just love to. Like every time I've gone down there and seen this company, you guys will have it, right? You meet people and you're like, I need to work with you somewhere. Right. Like yeah. some way that it's more than you just asking me to come and train you and exchange money and then me seeing you grow. Like how do we both invest in something and grow something together? Like that kind of energy. With their little brand, it was Ace. So <clears throat> Heidi was just, she's already got the systems in place, the production, everything. So she was just thinking of it as, all right, it's going to cost me money, but I will be, I have everything in place. So my overheads are minimal. They're already an overhead I've got. And I get to inject your customer base, your, you know, your brand, everything behind it. She says, then hopefully, then I just get to pay you to do the bit that grows the brand. And in her head, it was just like, this makes perfect sense. Right, and when right, she said right. it out loud, I was like, wow. And that's kind of what the clincher was, was it sounds too good to be true. And it probably will be. And it'll be, you know, a long time till we actually get there. But in essence, Heidi and her team will be able to manage all the production, everything else. And I'll just get to develop cool chemicals and make videos about it. It's right. not going to be as easy as that. Right. Yeah. And it might yeah. not happen. But in essence, if you look at the, what could the best scenario be, it's that. Right. And that's and that's what in the end made me go, you know what, let's try this. Yeah, I'll sell it. Let's now do was it. her brand maybe a little bit smaller or um let's say more infancy than yeah. your brand was? So like so like where you're looking at like, man, we need to go two or three years to get here. She's looking at, hey, I could just buy Alan's brand and I'm already five years into the future, you know. Exactly. So, 
and they're the exact years she said she was like me buying this i'm five years ahead like i've got and it wasn't to sell rogue into my customer base if you know what i mean it wasn't so she could go hey my brand can sell here from a business point of view you just got to look at the numbers because by the time we're having this conversation non-disclosure to done numbers are being exchanged and she's just like this accelerates everything about my business five years forward which then allows you got to imagine right so not only um is she going to have the customer base we've got which you can't sell hopes and dreams to people but i did tell them like the aim details customer base is very engaging it's a very lucky thing maybe it's because how i got my customers was by doing things like this right so they're very engaging and we always pick up the phone and we'll talk to you for half an hour to make 10 bucks but that right. you know that's the way we are because the next time we'll talk to you for half an hour and you're going to spend 500 bucks you know right. you need to know your anyway i don't need to do that side of business but heidi was that's what i told her and i don't think she was expecting it until after the first week she was like I, i'm having amazing conversations on the telephone alan i'm getting nothing done <laughs> but she's meeting all these people and yeah so we accelerated her business five years ahead if you like right. but I got to accelerate that two-year gap I was missing by getting to use her amazing creativity, the connections she's got, all the stuff in the business she already had that I was going to have to rebuild over the two right. years. So in joining the two together, it's just it, we're going to accelerate it. I'm super excited about this one. Right. So now is her brand kind of absorbing AM details or is are you guys going to – or is she, I mean, with you being a partner of it um, – going to still sell them as two separate brands you know ah yeah so that was that was a really complicated thing to work out but we've we've umbrellaed it under rogue warehouse so she's got rogue detailing of which and they had the rogue detailing brand and now she's gone for rogue warehouse which is kind of cool and the am details brand is going to sit under it and it allows you know for a catalog of brands in the future you never know what might happen um but in the purchase so just to be totally clear Heidi now owns the the brand, the URL, and the old website, plus all the production stuff. I own nothing, uh, and I am an employee of that business. So okay. she could fire me, or I could hand in <laughs> notice and walk away. <laughs> you know, So I'm not a partner. Now, who knows what the future will bring, but we made that decision for the fact that I went, look, if you're buying this, of course I want to still be part of it and do all the cool stuff. But right. if I go sick or something terrible happens, I don't want all these legal freaking loopholes where you can't get access to what you bought and all this sort of right. stuff. So we went and the plus, simple way of, I'll just sell you everything and you employ me. Yeah. And plus it's probably pretty smart on her to keep you around because of, you know, you being the face, you know, you having that thing and, you know, and, and let's be honest. I mean, even over here, typically when companies buy out other companies, you know, whoever is the the face or the the owner or whatever usually stick around for at least a certain amount of time for a transition period before they either leave out or become like what you said, right. become, then end up becoming an employee. Yeah, we're hoping it's longer than a transition, but we we did the initial planning stages that it wasn't so that Heidi was crystal clear on what she was purchasing. And yeah. I was crystal clear on the fact that, hey, Heidi could buy this, get rid of me. And, you know, carry on making money because it's a cracking little brand. The community is great behind it. And right. yes, like for you guys, I'm the face because you've consumed AM details through this style, yeah. this content. We have a cracking customer base that has no idea who Alan is. They walk in the shop just like, oh, hey, how are you doing? I, I love this wheel cleaner. I buy it all the time online. And, uh, you know, to sound really weird, I could be stood there like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, like, 
Who's this wanker Yo. staring at me? <laughs> see, see the wheel cleaner? Yeah. Put my face in it. And they're just like, yeah, mate, how much is it? Do you do yeah. discount? Like, you don't get it, do you? I'm the guy. <laughs> so, But we do have fantastic, uh, fantastic customer base that's come that way just through the fact that the product works and word of mouth. So nice. we have those nice. two avenues. So sweet. Um, all right, let's do another commercial, then we'll come back. I got a, I got another, I think, good, good question for you. So, all right, here we go. If you want more than just a kiss under the mistletoe, make sure your jingle bells are smoother than Santa's sack. With Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0 combined with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner, you'll be sure to stuff her stockings this Christmas. So go to manscaped.com and use the code DSP to save 20% and get free shipping worldwide. And your groomed candy cane will glisten in the twinkling lights. I want to let you know that that was all Alex. I am disappointed. Disappointed that was not done by your balls. (laughs) Jason, did he tell you that was my response last time? I'm disappointed I'm not your testicles in this or I'm part of this landscape deal. (laughs) He told me the whole story on how that commercial came to be and I thought it was fucking brilliant. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, we should do another one. Um, So so my question is you, you... you essentially kind of had two offers on the table. So what made you take Heidi's offer versus the other offer was, was hers better than yours? Was it just more convenient than yours or. Is that why did I take Heidi's over me keeping a hold of it and writing out the two years? No, you said you talked to two people and they both. You, oh, no. her, so, her and... uh, yeah. To sell the other business. So yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, I never. So Yeah. At the start of this, I told you like I didn't go out to sell these. So Heidi just got in touch with that. So you imagine right. we've done we've done the deal. Well, the deal's in in the in the plan. Uh, it was a courtesy of me to go right, Heidi. I need to make sure all my key customers, everyone's going to be happy with this deal. So I started phoning everyone up. So we phone up America, we phone all the other countries, and then I start working my way around the UK with our distributors. So then it comes to phoning up Callum. So I phone up Callum. And he's like. You know, we're really good friends. He's just like, what you want? <laughs> you know, it's not like, a, oh, hey, Sarah. Yeah. Um, we're having the crack. And I was like, dude, uh, I've gone and sold the chemical company. He was like, what? Like what most people are like, why have you gone and done that? So I told him the crack. And he's like, okay. I says, look, just to let you know, I'm still hanging around. So you don't have anything to worry about. You can still get all your other things we were doing for him. Um, and it's going to come from Queens Ferry. So it's probably actually, they're just around the corner from each other, like literally half hour, 20 minute drive, depending on how spirited your drive is. Um, so you'll probably just pick it up or Heidi will bring it to you. And Callum was like, well, dude, if you're ever thinking of selling that detailing business, do not talk to anyone else before you speak to me. And that is how I sold the second one. <laughs> oh, so okay. So telling him about the first one that I sold the second one. Okay. So I was thinking you sold them both to Heidi as, yeah. as one. Okay, Sorry, so you no. sold transactions. No, two wow. completely separate. That's why at the start I wanted wow. to make sure you guys knew they're That's two right. different entities. That's right. So I sold well, the yeah, chemical yeah. company yeah. to Heidi, yeah. who already okay. makes chemicals. Mm-hmm. I phoned a detailer I supply, and he was like, "Dude, sell me your detailing business." If that's the mindset, you're were, in. yeah, I got that. You said they were two separate, but I was thinking that your your offers were for both of them together no. so okay awesome yeah i phoned up callum uh he says okay because so i'll i'll put a little caveat to this he didn't just randomly go hey here's the money let's go 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 pre-covid right. 
Callum and I had been talking a lot about doing a lot of projects together with our detailing businesses. So at that point, we were already talking about collaborating or doing things together anyway. So when I told him about this, that's why he instantly came out with, dude, we should have pulled the trigger way back when. So before you sell anything, I'm in. Um, And yeah. So, so here, so here's my question to kind of go along with, with the topic and, and I don't expect you to, you know, say dollar figures or whatever, but what I want to know is, so when he came to you and said, okay, I want to buy the detailing business, right? Like not the chemical business. I want to buy the detailing business. Like how, like, like how do you put a dollar figure on that? Right? Like how did you sit down and go, okay, if I'm going to sell it, I need X amount of dollars. Did you look at your, you know, last three years, you know, PLs and kind of come up with an average or were you just like, you know what? I'm kind of hungry. Um, you know, hook me up with a sandwich and, you know, we'll sign over some papers or something, you know, <laughs> as always, it's not going to be a short answer for me. Is it really? Yeah, it's kill. fine. We got an hour to kill. So sweet. So, um, the first thing I will say before even selling any of my businesses, I always build my companies as if I'm going to sell them. And I think anyone that's right. building their company that isn't needs to change that mindset. Um, we're not going to be able to work all our days. Yeah. And detailing is a bit of a tough slog. And me knowing that with Crohn's, I always knew that I was either going to have to build companies big enough. And that's why I like staff and, and you know training staff up. The staff could run it when I'm unwell or physically can't work or that they're good enough to sell. Right. So I always built them up in that way. Um, and knowing that, I actually listened to this ebook. I listened to it every six months just to refresh it. It's called Build to Sell. It's a really good book. Um, and it, it basically just talks about how people have these different businesses that they're working in and they're doing okay and making a bit of money. But it's not until you laser focus on a subject of what you're doing and then you kind of get to this place of having systems. Like you can't sell a company that doesn't have systems because what are they buying? You know, Right. Yeah. So once you once you read that book and did it, it made me think about okay. So I did the cheesy project of uh, what you're meant to do if you're thinking about selling your businesses. Just sit and look at what do you need and write it on an envelope and close it. Now I wasn't trying to sell my businesses when I sold them. All right. But if you did go to sell your businesses, lots of different emotions come into play. You might think it's valued more or less, or you're in the really lucky position where lots of people are bidding for your business, and then you're like, no, nah, I'm going to push back and ask for more. It's kind of like a, a reality check to open the envelope and see what were you happy with? Because if the offer is over right. that, then take it. That's <laughs> what you were happy with, right? Stop stop chasing the dollar or the sale might not happen. Right. Um, so I did that exercise. So it was in my head. Uh, if you were to try and do the one like you're speaking about, remember my detailing business closed for two years. It's P&L sucks. Yeah. Uh, no staff, no turnover, government grants. So you have to look at stuff pre-COVID. What really sold it to Callum, I'm guessing, um, was the fact that he was buying what I've built, which is a system-driven detailing facility that does really well in an area where it probably shouldn't. We laser-focused on our demographic. We know who our customer is, and we provided services that supplied those customers. We did not build services like copying every other detailer or doing our thing. We used a lot of local language that speaks to our demographic of customer. And we integrated ourselves into it, you know? Uh, you know, if you want to be doing high-end cars and doing Porsches and Ferraris and all that with PPF and stuff, 
you're going to have to start going to their car clubs or getting in with them so that they're talking about you and being yeah. in front of mind. And you know what I mean? So in essence, that's what Callum was buying into the assets in the building and me to build a team there uh, doing that. So I didn't do it in a, because of how the sale came I didn't do it in like three times profit or five times turnover or any of these sort of things, which are the most common ways people do it to give a benchmark. Um, I'm privileged that I've seen people sell businesses and generally they go in with that figure and then negotiations start and they don't get near it anyway. That's why you need that envelope figure. Right. But I would encourage people to do it the way I did it, which was look at what you need to clear yourself away from the business and then look at the, you know, the goodwill factor. What do you want? What do you need in your own life or what's going to make it easy for you? So for example, I have a shed full of assets that I could probably easy sell for thousands. But I've got to take them out, put them on Facebook Marketplace and try and sell them. You know what I mean? Right. When you look at it from that point of view. Yeah. So you've got to allow all that into the sale of the business. But to give you the textbook answer, I never did three times profit or five times turnover. Yeah. I did. Here's the assets. Here's what I need to clear myself. This is a little bit of money for me and my family. How does that sound? And I probably should have went higher. Because <laughs> <laughs> he accepted it way fast. <laughs> yeah, but it was uh, no, but it was well within. I had an I yeah, had a number from my, when my company was good in an envelope. I had a number from my company was good in an envelope, right. and I I didn't get not too bad near that with with basically a company with no people in it. So, so let me ask you this: Will you tell us what your number was in the envelope without telling us what you actually sold for, or or is that not? like what you want to, I'm just curious. Oh, that's that, a great question. And, and, I, and I don't, I'm on it. And honestly, if you don't tell me on here, maybe tell me off just so I, no, we, we were just having a conversation about that. Like you're not very, people don't share stuff with Alex. He, you know, he's not very good at keeping secrets. Don't do it. Listen, yeah, I've, kept yeah, dude. Good, I've kept some pretty good ones that are, that are still hard to, um, but you know what? They could pan out long run for the podcast. So I've got to keep them, keep them. Locked I don't, up. We can't trust oh, you no more, man. No, I'm just I'm just curious, like, because because again, you wrote that number down long before the sale, so just curious. Just to, yeah. So if you, you go know, if you go pre pre COVID, what my company was turning over now, but I restricted the detail in business a lot. Um, restricted it because my focus was the chemicals and other things. So that right. business in itself, um, the profits at the bottom. It's how do you explain this to Americans? <laughs> <laughs> well we do have a lot of other listeners around the world so it's not just the uk uk tax structure basically my detailing business was designed so that i could be very tax efficient with my income okay um oh jason just left just as we're talking about tax efficiency that's good yeah <laughs> I hit, a, I hit a button by accident he's like he's like oh i'm out can uh can oh i don't need to hear this <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it the nrs or whatever in the U. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um the the company was built up in a different way so anyway yeah that figure uh no i can't share it actually <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I was just curious because that was the thing that I, when Jason and I originally had this was I told Jason, I said, I bet you a lot of detailers think that their business is probably worth a lot more than it really is. Oh, so here. Okay. Uh, and well, so and I that's tell you my envelope, but should we spitball it? Sure. If you want to so, spitball right. it. Let's make it American. Cause I, 
there's a difference with UK and American detail, I think. So let's do an average. In America, one-man band working from his own unit or his thing, doing okay, mm-hmm. what do you think his potential turnover is in the US? What would you expect? Quarter of a million, half a million? I mean, it depends. 150K. Um, I, I'm I'm nowhere I'm nowhere near that, but I but I work more part time. So yeah, I mean I would say probably 150 200. Yeah, 150 200. What's your tax? I know you've got different states. What's your tax like? Like what do you 7% think? Seven percent in Florida, isn't it? Yeah, seven percent in Florida. Some yeah, 20, some states actually have. What is it? Some some states pay state tax and federal mm-hmm. tax. Yeah, we only pay um, state. Yeah. We All right. So let's state. let's say. All the ins and outs, right? So if someone's doing 100 to 150K turnover, mm-hmm. right? And then they've got their cost of goods sold, so their materials, yada, yada, yada. 20, 30K over the year. I don't know. So they're probably getting like 110 gross. Then they've got their unit, their costs, whatever. What What do you think a detail is paying themselves? Like in America, can you have a good standard living on 30K, 40K? No. So what do you need in 50K, 60K? 50 to 70 is... Yeah, is, between 50 is, and 70, is, you'll be good. So you have someone turning over 150 and they want to pull 70 out for their family. Yeah. Do you, does America allow things like, so even though that's 70, they're probably only going to take about 50 out because they're going to put 20 K through because they're going to put their truck through, they're going to put their fuel through. So they don't need to take that out as wage. You know what I'm saying? Is that how it works in America? Yeah. So we're saying roughly half of their turnover is probably what they're looking to take home. Probably. So if you have a detailer doing 150k a year, and he's trying to pull out 70, he, he needs to sell it for 150, doesn't he? I mean, I would think maybe so. even 200. Yeah, but see, I think that I see. I don't. But I don't think it works in our type of industry. I don't think that. Yeah, works. Yeah, I don't think it does because if somebody came to me and was like, "Hey, I'll sell you my 150 a year." detailing business for 150 i'm gonna be like yeah because the way that i look at it is i know what you said what what, what you said kind of makes sense right like you're selling you're selling the the structure or you're selling the systems right but to me when i look at it it's mainly like you're buying a, a customer base for the most part but you're not guaranteed that that customer base is going to stay with you because if you do something a little bit different than I do it or a little bit better than my system or whatever. And I don't do your system exactly right. Or you're more charismatic. Maybe I do a better job than you do, but you're more charismatic when you talk to them. You know, you, you, you've known them long enough, you know, their kids, you know, their, you know, their, their whole history or whatever. Um, You know, the way I look at it is you're not guaranteed that that customer base to stay with you. So now you're essentially losing income right off of that 150 or 200 K. Um, so that's why so I, that. like, let's, let's say a spitball at what percentage do you think you would lose out of the fact that it's not the original owner? I 20, mean, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I think you could lose, you know, anywhere between 20 and 30 easily, you know, just depending on what type of person. The other one as well is if we're selling 150 K business, right? Is that a, is it a local guy? So you're going to say, right, this guy turns over 150 K, but I'm not going to take his building. I'm just going to say, Hey, I bought this business. Right. Or is it going to be, no, I'm buying the building. Do they have staff? Like there's so many variables in selling a business, right? Mm -hmm. Is there staff there already? And is this a 150 K 
what's that? 50% would be 75. So if I'm losing 30, 40, you're like, right, it's a hundred K business. Now I'm going to lose 50 K just because people don't like what happened muddied the water. Right. right. But I'm going to have roughly the same overheads because I'm not going to get rid of the staff. You know, yourself chemicals cost a good souls margin marginal. Um, is it still going to be a profitable business after year one? But what's the benefit in having the two? Is it, are you going to have two websites? So now you've got two websites pushing traffic right. two SEO bases. Right. Is it your you social keep, media platforms? You keep the same, the is same the other one in a better location that can right. now drive something that you specialize in to you? So people walk in there going, oh, hey, uh, are you a PPF shop? No, we're not. But our sister company, just literally 20 miles down the road, is where we install our PPF. Then we become your maintenance hub. Oh, yeah. great. So is it a lead generator that you can pass? How do you put a figure on those? It's you've just got to sit down and do what we've done for two seconds a single, right? I'll lose 40% here and go worst case all the time on yeah. a piece of paper right. and then go your next one, right? What if we only lost 30? What if we only lost 20? What if it gains us four extra PPF jobs at our other site? And then just plan it out. It sounds terrible, but I'm a numbers guy. Yeah. And that's the numbers I run. And then I look at this going, right, is this viable? And to be honest, if you're going to buy a business and hope you're getting your money back in the first year, you're dreaming. Like, oh, oh, for yeah. sure. have a five-year yeah. plan, right? So if you're yeah. buying this thing for 150K, how are you going to pull out the bottom over five years? Uh, 10 years would be 15K. So 30 grand a year, you need to pull out the bottom of that. The first year, you reckon you're going to lose 50 grand, didn't we? But let's yeah. say you get that back second year, 150 What's going to make that business different? Is it because you're going to add value to it? So are you hoping to get it to 175, 200? Right. Yeah. Or are you just going to leave it flatlining at 150 and you're a slow burn return? Okay. I gotcha. Um, all right. Let's do a commercial. And then I've got a question for you about, about that. Still sitting on a bucket or a poorly built shop stool? Aren't you tired of the discomfort and back pain caused by your lousy shop stool? The days of tiny casters and thin seats are over. Meet the Viper Chair, America's number one shop chair made right here in the U.S. USA. The Viper Chair glides over any surface and loose debris with 4-inch industrial-grade casters. Relieve your lower back pain with the perfectly angled backrest. Prevent tipping and improve posture with a wide, sturdy base. Viper Chairs are designed for every industry, automotive, detailing, welding, or any other project in your garage, no matter what you love to do. With an artillery of accessories, Viper is here to help you with whatever the job requires. Stop wasting your money buying cheap China-made shop stools and get yourself a Viper chair. Handcrafted right here in America. Visit ViperIndustrial.com now for our $50 site-wide sale. But hurry, this sale ends soon. Shop ViperIndustrial.com. That's V-Y-P-E-R Industrial.com. And if you use the Viper. code E25, you'll save an additional $25. Why are they not shipping them to Elgin, Murray? I'm still running around on cheap Chinese stools. Come on, Viper. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to get Alex, on them. Alex, what's the deal? I'll have to get on them, yeah. Um, on MTE. I'm going to be on serious swag, serious swag train on MTE. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here, Alex, before you ask your question, I know okay. it's coming okay. down the Minecraft show. I'm so sorry. But those two scenarios we just talked about, right? In essence, right. if we if we make Heidi... A detailing business is exactly what happened. Right. So Heidi bought my chemical company. She reckons it's only going to cost her two thousand pounds more of her original running costs to run my company, which turned over considerably more money than hers. Right. So she's purchased a company to run it through her own system, 
and it's only going to cost her two grand more to get that turnover. That's right. like, yeah. I'm going to buy this 150K customer base and put it through my own shop that I've only got to buy two more staff members to maintain that client base. And now I'm like, woohoo, or are you doing what Callum's done and bought two sites on the hope that the two working together can grow both? Right. And that's kind of what I was going to say is, is, you know, listening to you talk about it that way, it changes my way of thinking that somebody who already maybe has an established detail business, but is looking to, you know, grow right into a second location. So instead of just starting fresh at a second location and having to build customer base there, you could buy an already established, even if you take a 30 or 40% hit and clientele you're still making money on that one to then grow so so again it might not be as much of a step backwards um as and maybe and maybe too for somebody who wants to get into the detailing business maybe it's easier to buy an established business again if you take that 30 or 40 percent hit you're still probably out of the gate better off than starting out fresh, having to build a clientele base, having to, you know, work it out. You, you would, even though you're not going to make your money back in the first year, you're going to make more money in the first year than if, than you probably would if you started fresh zero clients or whatever. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to ask you that, that yeah, might be give, the situation. If I give a small example on that exact real time example is my, my detailing business thrives on, um, you know, farming what we've already got. The, the area I'm in, it's let's supply a ceramic and then we make great money providing aftercare services. And that's not quick little violets. That's not who we are. It's six monthly to yearly ceramic maintenances. So a good right. decontamination ceramic top up, you know, recoat your wheels if needed, depending on how harsh. Good value money. You can get it in. It's already ceramic. <clears throat> We've been shut for two years of COVID. That's two years missing of brand new cars getting ceramic coated mm-hmm. or customers bringing us in enhancements and being coated. So now we've opened, I just hit the email trigger, bang, bang. Hey guys, how you doing? We're open. This is what's happening. All my ceramic maintenance stuff's coming in. The right. work I've been doing on the YouTube channel and on my Facebook recently is all brand new customers. No idea who I am because it's the other side of the business. It's the side of the business that is, I am answering a problem. Someone's Googling, I need a detailer near me. And they're coming through the door and seeing that we're established. We've got good reviews. You know, We've got images up there. Um, and they're coming in the shop and seeing a nice shop, someone being polite to them. So that exact scenario you said where it could be someone that's changing industry or you know early retirement, done with their industry and got a pot of money that's going, I want to consume a business. Let's buy one that's already rolling. And they want to they buy a business. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. So, and I know you didn't have this because they came to you. But when you were initially thinking like, okay, if I have to sell my business, you know, how do you go about putting that out there? You know what I mean? Do you make a Facebook post? Hey, selling AM details. Uh, so I'm more like D- DM me an offer. You know, or like, That's the shittiest way to do it because you're just going to get fucking flakes the whole time. No, I know. Ah, or, or, or do you do, you know, do you, do you try to put something like in a trade paper or, you know, I mean, nah, I, I'm, I used, like I'm used to all this house. Yeah, I mean, you I'm used to a house. Yeah. And you get yeah, that you document, get a, get like, here's the images, here's this room, here's what the house offers, here's what around right. it does. What do you call that? Like a, um, yeah, like a broker. 
Yeah, like, uh, yeah, you build a a thing. So you come and have the, anyway, we'd have all the pitches taken. Then, I'd, yeah. then I'd put figures on saying, look, we, we turn over 200 K. Uh, this is our demographic customer base. This is what we do. There's these assets in the building, which value would be this if just sold individually, you know, you've got to really bulk it out. And then that's how, if I was going to sell a business, I would then be putting out, you know, Hey, AM details, detailing business locally is up for sale. Um, you know, any email to get the, to get the, Oh, I thought it was going to jump in my head. I thought it was going to jump in. What those brokers come around and make you when you're selling a house? A booklet, a booklet, a pamphlet, a, yeah, uh, one of those a, things. A sales Damn book, uh, yeah, a trifold. Uh, I don't know. I'm just we all know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There's probably a professional word for it. Right now, there's retail brokers going ah, shouting at the yeah, TV. Yeah, this exactly. is called, you idiot. Yeah, but I'd make one of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I mean, I I'm, wouldn't just do what most people do. Want to sell my business? Uh, this is a crazy idea I've just had while sat on the sofa. Bye. Like, yeah, well, yeah, man. yeah, exactly. Because I'm used to kind of like in the detail industry, you know, there's the professional car washer magazine, and usually way in the back where all the ads are, you know, or the classifieds kind of thing, you'll see, you know, like, you know, car wash for sale in whatever city, whatever state, and then it kind of lists and, you know, and then here's the phone number to call for serious inquiries or something like that. But, Shit, but we put as a, a sale sign out front and then there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But I mean, yeah, we, as a, we, as a detailing right. industry, or at least here, here in America, we don't have like a professional like magazine or whatever. Uh, so if I was to do that, I'd probably put it out on like LinkedIn or put it in some of the more professional Facebook groups, put it on the actual social media of the company. Um, right good idea stuff it put it out on my email list put it out to my customers because you know yourself you know your customers well they're some of them are probably you know sat on a nice pot of money yeah. they themselves are maybe ready to come out of their industry or maybe they have a younger family member that's interested in detail and like hey i'd like to buy a business for my daughter or buy a business for my son to manage yeah. um you gotta look at all your this is the businessman in me right the hustle you gotta look at all your who's gonna buy a business right right I don't know, someone with excess money or maybe someone that fits the demographic of after COVID, your local government is, um, you know, giving out funding for people starting out as self-employed. You know, they're trying to encourage self-employment here in the UK. So they're like, here, you can get this grant for 25 grand. So, okay, you're not going to sell your business for 25 grand, but, you know, that might be where you're at at the time. You might be, hey, I've got a building full of assets. I just want to sell it. Right. Come buy my assets and let me walk away. So... You got to work out like selling anything. Who's the demographic? Then make. Uh... Oh, I just can't get the word. <laughs> Brochure? No. <laughs> just <laughs> trying to figure out where no, you're going with it. Ask another question. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here, why don't we do this? Why don't we do another commercial? Another commercial. Yeah. If you have not yet tried O'Burke's new APS soap, now is your chance to receive 15% off by using coupon code DSP, all capital letters. Oberg's new all-purpose soap is perfect for all your exterior washing needs. This unique formula combines plant-based cleaning power that is effective and versatile. Whether you are mobile washing or maintaining a ceramic-coated vehicle, APS soap works quickly and rinses easily. This super-concentrated formula can also be used on really tough bugs, and is very effective in dirty door jams. To find out more, please visit oberkarkare.com. Isn't that just the best voice you ever heard, Alan? 
Oh, dude. I was digging it. I couldn't concentrate. <laughs> I was just sitting here going, what do I need to Google again? All I want to do is go buy some work. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so... so, so sale schedule! A sale schedule! Okay. <laughs> but see, I don't think we call them sales schedules over here. I, I don't know, know what the fuck I've never that heard is. that before, yeah. Uh, I need to go and I make a sales work. schedule. It's like a, a schedule of the sale, you know, like... You know, like a schedule is like a time of day thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a document where it's like, instead of being a time of day, it's like, there's a certain order. You have your title. How much do you want for it? Here's your images. Here's room one. Here's room two. Here's, it's a schedule of events, a schedule of sale. Anyway, okay. us stupid English using the language wrong, eh? Yeah. Especially when you're saying schedule instead of schedule. Yeah. <laughs> schedule. <laughs> wow, dude. So, okay, so here's so here's a so here's another question, right? Like we've been talking about how you would, you know, price out your business as a as a whole or whatever. So how do you price out your inventory, right? Like so, let's say you've got that Rupes machine that you bought four hundred and something dollars brand new eight years ago, and you've done like ten thousand cars with it. You know, are you just like, yeah, it's fifty buck machine, it's a hundred bucks, you know, like hey, I've got a half a quart of some compound here. I mean, like, you know, do you just bulk it all in one? Like, ah, I need to get I need to get at least a thousand dollars for all this shit, and that's all bulked into whatever. Or or do you try to piece it parts it out? Because maybe the person taking over doesn't doesn't want doesn't know how to use a rotary, so then maybe they don't need a rotary and now you're stuck, you know, holding on to a rotary know your customer again right like so there's there's two things here one is what we're talking about like how us detailers not thinking about selling our businesses or thinking about it yeah. piece it together which is right i know this is a cup hundred dollar cup but now what's it ten dollars or whatever it's going to be is that what i'm going to sell it for the other side is from an accounting point of view like the depreciation of a value yeah. you know what i mean you go and buy your ramp depending on your accountant, they might go just put the whole thing through this year or they're going to go, no, no, it's through and then we'll depreciate it each year. So you get the depreciation. Right. You know what I mean? So then maybe you that's the two ways you could look at it, right? So you go, right, I've got two rams. They were two grand each. So they're now 1,500 or you go, nope, they're 800. Um, the other thing from accountant as well is when doing sales is, so you have the uh, sale of the business, the figure is broken down. It's not just like, right, I'm, I'm wanting 200K. It's like, right, of that, I'm telling you that 30K is assets. So 30K is the ramp, the machines, the polish, bang. Of that, uh, you know, a certain amount is uh, business, the actual business you're buying, so the customer base and whatever. Like, But the issue you've got, and I don't know what it's like in America, in the UK, these things are all taxable in different ways. So even though we walk around and we say, this is this, this is that, their accountant might turn and say, well, could you make that this <laughs> you know so yeah sometimes you could look at it too easily that's why i'm just like like just think of the figure that you you want and then if you want to make it more attractive so for example you you could inflate it saying right i want 100 grand sell my business if you turn around and say of which 10 grand's assets they're gonna be like eh. if you're like oh 30 grand of that's assets they'll be like oh okay so at least if it all goes terrible i've got 30 case out there i can sell right yeah Right. Um, you know, and you, what do you say your customer base is worth? Yeah. Makes you 150K a year, but, but what's that worth? Do you go, well, that's 150K, even at 50% off 75K, but, 
you know, 50% of that comes back. So the next year I'm going to get 35, you know, like, yeah. like what? <sighs> so that's why this whole, that's why I thought it was interesting to have this podcast, even though I have sold it and, and, and the way I sold it was a bit unique. I like this discussion because my mind is in this mode because of what's happened. Of, right, huh, right. How would you do this? And what else? Plus I just like selling. That's why I enjoy yeah. <laughs> selling. customer side of detailing and selling. Have since since after since it's you know since you've already sold everything or whatever have you looked back on it and been like oh shoot I probably should have did this or asked for this or you know you know like it's it's always the you know when you get into a an argument with somebody and they say something and you know it's the drive home <laughs> you're like you're like I said this. yeah 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 you yeah. know it's it's the the well the ocean called and they want you back you know whatever the <laughs> you know the, the seinfeld line kind of thing you know i mean is it you know do you have that like you know you know would have known you know if i would have known now we could have done things a little bit different or you know is it are you are you just pretty happy with the way that everything went down um so i'm i'm totally pumped with the way everything went down i don't think it could have went easier into two better people considering I wasn't looking at selling it. Right. So I wouldn't have made the choice. Like one thing I'll say is like, I would never have sold it. If I thought if I was just cashing out, you know, like the way we want to do it, we're sitting going five times or whatever. And I'd have, I got my magic number. Goodbye being selfish, which is a perfectly good right to do. You know, I've spent 10, 12 years building these businesses. If I want to cash out and enjoy time with my family, you know, I love you, but bye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's not that's not the scenario that happened. So what I wanted to make sure is it went to to these people. But the looking back, like you say, you sit thinking, ah, maybe we should have. It's mostly the under evaluating the um the intricacies of actually doing it. Right. As it Jason, you want to buy my company? And we're like, Yeah, we're two dudes. I, I'm wanting this figure, and you go, No worries, dude. I'm all over that figure. I'm gonna take this business and I reckon I'm gonna make that money back, and this is gonna be sweet. Like, great, epic, dude sorted how much money are we going to leave and who's going to pay for this little transition period and then we just go right don't worry i'll how about you cover 5k and i cover 5k great and then the first conversation you have cost 20k and you're like oh okay i didn't realize it cost that much money to just do something between two friends right, uh, right. so there's been a little bit of that um that's the, i would say that's the only other thing is um all the stuff you can't control really which is how much our legal fee is going to be um all the little intricacies of project management that you don't right. think about like well, that, you know and that's electricity crisis at the minute try and leave your electricity contract go on try it see how easy that is <laughs> well see i don't know about that because my my electricity my water is wrapped up into my <laughs> my rent so mm. yeah actually that. callum's the same so he was like what you have separate contracts but he's a he pays one rent and everything's included. So you can just leave yeah. all his heat and electric on and watch his landlord go, I'm making no money off of you. But no, <laughs> uh, that's where I am. I have a landlord and then I have to sort everything out. So. Right. So, so something you just brought up that we didn't kind of hit on that is, is the legal, the legal part of it. Right. That probably a lot of people don't think of, right. They just think like, like you just said, like, Hey, we're two friends. Okay. You hand me a check. I hand you keys, you know, blah, blah, blah. Hey, have a good you know deal or whatever. But it's, it's not like that. So, um, you know, I guess that's something else maybe that you would have to consider in, in the sale, you know, if, if, you know, if you're paying X amount of dollars, but you're also going to have to pay, 
this lump of sum and, and legal fees on top of it, you might have to, you know, negotiate that into, I guess, kind of the pricing or, or come to a happy medium. Like, Hey, if it's, you know, 20 grand to, to do whatever, like you were saying, right. That first conversation, like, okay, you take 10 and I'll take 10 and then, you know, we'll just, you know, take it off of the, the figure or whatever. Cause that's, that's probably something people don't think about too. And I'd advise it. Like I did it with both mine, even though they're both friends, it just yeah. shows that one, I'm not out to shaft you and two, we're both covered. You know, this is, this yeah. is the deal we've stipulated. Like, okay, I know it's a handshake type thing, but yeah, we do need it on a piece of paper. Cause especially when you think of the caveat that at any point, and I hate bringing this up all the time, I could go in hospital for a long time. It just happened. And that was a big eye opener for me that I have been, naively pushing to the back of my head all the time and just powered on for 12 years. You know, I've had a good run. Um, so that's, I needed that to be in there to know that they were covered, that if this happens, these are the systems we have in place so that you're still getting your side of the deal. Right. Basically. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do our last commercial and then we'll, we'll see what the uh, future of, uh, Alan looks like. Is your oh man. Can somebody turn that down? Hey, I wanted to tell you how the Detailers Roadmap has increased leads and boosted my website's optimization on Google. The whole process from start to finish was a breeze, and the Detailers Roadmap staff was there every step of the way. They have a full team of writers and designers to communicate with during your development. And with the Detailers Roadmap, your site is built to convert and rank high on Google's main page. So go to detailersroadmap.com and start your new site design today. Got it. <laughs> I mean, it's all right. It was better um, than last week's, dude. All right. Yeah, last I week I was using that one, to be honest. I mean, isn't that being the original advert forever? No, yeah. no. The original one was like the full-on, like super loud beginning Wheel. part of the commercial. Well, this one's probably been like, I don't know, the last months or so. But uh, Chris keeps telling me. But you've seen number two, right? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. What? Yeah, I'm on, on, yeah. on Paramount Plus on, on the 22nd. That's when I'm yeah, I'll just wait for it to, to watch it for The podcast over, he said. No, I'll just be cheap, man. Just wait. Dude, I'm like you guys, but it's uh, it's come out on like, it's on UK Amazon Prime now. Um, And I watched it and I was like, I didn't go because I was so busy. Like when that film uh, launched, was in the midst of chaos for me. And I wanted to yeah. see it. Um. And then I watched it at home and like, I don't have an epic home cinema. And I was like, this would have been so good. And so it's a great, <laughs> great movie. Yeah. We my, have, my have a cinema has a small room. It only takes like 10 people in it. It's like a rich man's cinema, you know, like something that someone would have uh -huh. at home. And I'm just waiting until the day they do it. And I'll just book tickets and hope no one else turns up and just sit there with a beer. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, Alex is Alex Freeze. Right, Jason, what should we do? It's our podcast now. Oh, yeah. See, now, I, what do you want to talk about? Look at you this. You get to ask questions that Alex is avoiding. Go on. Ask the real questions. Do, 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 do. Well, did, how much money did you make? Did you make some good money? Did you did you profit? All right. Uh, uh, yeah. So, of course, it's not enough to stop working forever, but it cleared everything I needed to clear my name. And um, uh, me and Sarah will be all right for a while. Awesome. 
That's, that's, okay, that's, so, that's cool. so appar- apparently my internet completely froze up because all I heard was it's a rich man's, and then I come back in and you guys are having a conversation. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. what happened. Yeah, I must might, be at the level allowed to hear this. I type might of actually have to go and edit now. <laughs> Why? Minute seven mark. Why? You don't got to edit. I mean, we we picked it right up. Dude, well, we rolled with it. Two professionals in the I game. Right. I understand, but I don't know if because it's on my computer if it's going to be the. Uh, 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 if if we didn't hear it, the, the audience didn't hear it. Okay, hope so. Um. Yeah. So what now? Back to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 back to the real stuff. Um. So yeah, so I didn't catch it. So, so what's in the future for? So, so you said you're keeping the um the training, the training thing, right? Like the training business, the mentoring and training business or whatever. So now, are you just going to focus more on on that side of it? All right. So, uh, it's a little complicated. Okay. So both the companies have employed me to be like business development parts of the companies, and I still want to do that a lot. All right. So that I've kept my training business because it's my company's sole trader is me so that we can have that cash flow. Uh, the complications come with all the contracts were done with me and those companies. So the moment I sell them, the contracts are gone. So I am still officially a Rupes trainer. But the Rupes Bigfoot Car Detailing Center and the Rupes sales contracts are now done and have to be re-signed as me, the trainer, not Alan, the guy who could sell to you, and Alan who has a detailing business as a Bigfoot Center. Gotcha. Um, so I just wanted to cover that bit in case some people are like, ah, where's all your Rupes stock gone and where's all that? It's just the complications of life of, of rightfully so, those companies protect themselves going, Hey, well, if that doesn't exist anymore, the contract's dead. So we need to just write a new one. We're just in that transition period. There's no, Hey, I love them. High five. And I'm sure it'll all get sorted soon enough. It's just the complications. Um, I really want to put energy for a long time into more than detailing. I think now is the time, uh, people are ready to consume that type of concept. Um, but it's doing it in Alan's way, really. So I just got to work out what that is. It's a refreshing thing you don't think about now that these guys have bought it. Eventually, I will have more time. Eventually, remember, I do have two bosses now, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, that quiet time at Christmas where I am quite privileged that I've built the business up to a point where I can chill out for a bit. I now have yeah. two bosses. Yeah. They're quite demanding, you know? Yeah. Ah, how do we do Especially this? Especially during Christmas time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um... So once we're through this transition period, it's going to take a while, three, four months. And I do very much want to still have a strong hand in both these companies. I should have more free time, of which I would love then to do um, more than detailing and really drive it forward. So that will be uh, growing the mentorship program because at the minute I don't really want to grow it because I don't have the time to give, um, which 2023 is going to give me. Because uh, we haven't touched on it yet, but well, we have a little bit. When I go out to Mobile Tech, I'm actually handing over the presidency. So I'll no longer be the president of the IDA. You just do it for a year, yeah. um, which has had been the most epic year. But wow, they they did me a good. Did they? They did me a good in that IDA lot. Okay. So <laughs> when I took on the presidency, we used to have our board meeting every Monday. And the first board meeting was, Mondays are not good for us. Can we move it to Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> And that might sound like nothing to you guys, but I literally booked out my entire, like it was a commitment for me to be the president. Right. I wanted to make sure I could attend and I could do it. So I adjusted my entire family life around, you ain't going to have me any Monday nights. 
Yeah. Uh, and then they made it a Thursday. <laughs> so it completely <laughs> changed the diary with childcare, everything. Um, and then I think I told you guys in the last podcast, my, my role is basically to watch everything that's going on and then piece it together and hopefully put the right people in the right places. Right. You know, for me to be there and dictate what's going on, that was not what I wanted my presidency to be. My core goal was to connect with the members and let them know the work that is being done. It's not being done by me. Right. I run a meeting once a month. Uh, I kind of guide the start of the year what I think the goals should be. Every now and again, I get to stamp my foot like a little sissy, you know? No! But really, it's all the epic volunteers do their thing, and I just wanted to join that together. So I don't have that in 2023, so I have more time. I'm going to still stay with the IDA and invest my time in my chosen committees. So now I'm only going to have really three calls a month rather than I could have three, four calls a week. Right. So now it's going to be, I have all that time. So I want to invest back in more than detailing, but really the next four to six months are going to be working out. What is it? What is this transition for the chemicals? What is the transition for the detailing, which is building Callum's brand over the two sites with a three to four year vision of consuming more sites. So he's got big visions and that excites me. Um, and then there's the training side plus Rather unique phone calls happen when you sell your brand that was potentially a conflict with some of the people that wanted to work with you. Yeah. Um, I always think it's really arrogant or whatever you want to call it, but apparently Alan Medcraft is a brand. The person is a brand. And when I associated it with a chemical brand, it created a conflict. Right. Not like a conflict as in we don't like you, just as in uh, we can't really, we don't work with companies unless we get sole rights or we don't work right. with companies... Um, if they're already doing this or kind of our two brands clash. Yeah, exactly. Whereas now, yes, I still want to drive that forward and do whatever, but some people have already come forward saying, great, now will you just wear our t-shirt and do videos? You know, and it's just like, these are really fun opportunities that I'm not going to take right now, but it has opened up those doors and it's exciting right. for what it might be. Right. And that's that was kind of going to be like my last question for you is, you know, do you see whether it's, near future or you know a year or two down the line that you just kind of wash your hands of you know your your two bosses and say i'm just going to focus on more than the details where i'm just going to do trainings and mentorship and if a company says hey alan we want to you know make it rain your way a little bit for you to wear our shirt and say our product is cool. Like you could do that. And if this company says, Hey, we're going to give you some cash and wear our shirt, you know, I mean, do you see that in the future or, or if you had your say in it, you would stay doing exactly what you're doing right now for as long as those two people will let you stay. Yeah. So, both of them are aware that at any point I could be gone, which was because of the medical line. Right. Uh, so we're building them in that way. I definitely still want to, I love the AMD Tulsa community, so I don't want to go anywhere. But how many hours does that really require a week for me to be engaged with them and developing product at a steady pace? You know, not at a crazy accelerated pace. 10 hours a week. Um Callum and what he's wanting to do with Spotless, I think, is incredible. But I don't want to be hustling out machine polishing and doing crazy stuff 40 hours a week anymore. So I just want to build up a team and manage that. Will there be a point where he's kind of looking at me like you're surplus to requirement now? You've built this? If we don't have another site or something else to develop? I don't know. So at the minute, it's all very much I want to stay with these guys, develop them, see where this goes. But 
um, Callum and I have talked about what's going what's going to happen like when I go to mobile tech. What's going to happen when Europe starts saying we want the president or now passing president to come and deliver a week's rupees in an IDA training? Like, have I got to ask my boss for leave? Do I need to use leave for this? Is that his money now? Is it my money? You know, so we have these little nuances that we're we're discussing, but we haven't really nailed down because those opportunities haven't come yet. And we're this close to Christmas and we're still nailing out the deal. So initially, I'm really pumped just to develop product again and make videos um i'll ask you two so what do you guys think right we're trying to think how we do this because i have <clears throat> the am details brand social media and uh, callum's not going to purchase that obviously because he's got um spotless detailing now he could and change it to spotless detailing but then that's not what the customer base wants right, right. so it's just like buying followers meh yeah yeah heidi could purchase it because she has the brand um but again, a certain amount of that followership is only there for the detailing or for watching the silly videos or doing whatever. So I'm trying to figure out a way, how can I take the AM Details social media platforms, which in essence are what Alan's doing all day, and make them like Alan Medcraft. And then I get to just document what I'm doing. So if I'm working for Callum that day, they'll get to see videos of detailing in the shop. And hey, I'm down in Perth doing this for Callum. And hey, I'm in the Elgin branch today. And then when I'm doing stuff with Heidi, it's like, oh, hey, we're shooting a load of videos for this new product coming out. So I wanted to kind of do that with it. But, uh, you know, you guys are out there. You maybe consume our content. Would that seem natural yeah. to you? Seem like, nah, you're... I think not- it would. If, if it was kind of more like like a vlog kind of deal. Yeah, so I think the, the social media platforms would all switch to almost being like a personal social yeah, media Yeah, that's platform. all it's going to be. It's yeah. going to be Alan Medcraft now. That's it. Yeah, because... You the know, one with the arms crossed in the blue, you know that shot, that one I've yeah. been milking for about ten yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, because I know you know some of the 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 videos of yours that I that I've watched that stand out to me were were definitely like your vlog ones. You know, like where you're, you know, hey, we're in the airport. Okay, now we're on the plane, and here mm-hmm. we're in the states, and we're going to NTE, or we're going to Rupes training, or hey, I'm going to this place. Like those are. I think a little more interesting because like you said, right? Like it's a day in the life of, of Alan, you know, versus, you know, and nothing against the guys who do it. It's, you know, car pulls in the shop. I'm going to wash it. I'm going to, I mean, like we all do that, right? Like everybody has it. You might pick up some different things. I mean, obviously watching some of Jim's videos, like I've kind of picked up some, some different techniques that maybe I, didn't do or or didn't know about or whatever things like that but at the same time like i speed scroll through most of his videos because again oh, did you just say that a small yeah, tear just came I did. out I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry jim i mean i still watch them you know if it's if it if they're really good ones i will but like i'll speed scroll like the ad revenue is losing out on yeah no because <laughs> i think I, I, much time I see the ads. I see the ads because because uh, I listen. There's one thing by doing this podcast that I know. When I listen to a podcast, I listen to it start to finish. I don't skip ads. And if I'm watching a YouTube video, for the most part, I will watch the whole thing. Sometimes I have to speed scroll a little bit, but I will catch the ads because I know that's how. I think that's going to happen when you're in the realm of 30 minutes to one hour. You've yeah, got to it happens. Right. As exactly. exactly. Got to expect. Oh. But when you, whether it's you or somebody else who does like kind of those day in the life, I mean, even Patterson just did the the vlog for the uh, for the Ring Brothers stuff, right? Like that was cool because it's like 
you know, showing him and Kilmer, you know, where he picked Kilmer up and they're driving in the van to the Ring Brothers. And it's like, okay, this is, you know, we're going to do this and that. And then it goes, you know, kind of like, you know, speed, you know, speed uh, accelerated, you know, through the show. So it's not just like drawing out. But I, I think those those types of videos are more fun to watch because, again, like I said, it's it's letting you them. into You're just a full-time content creator now. Yeah. That's what that would be the dream. That, that's right? what you I'm not are, gonna lie to you. You're gonna be you're gonna be a full time oh. content creator instead of a business owner. It would be yeah. really cool that I make con my dream, and I have nothing against everything I've done in the past. I love everything done. Would be that I literally document the crazy things I get to do. Like it blows my mind that but people you can do that. Travel the world yeah. to 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 teach them stuff that we were just talking about off air. Like we were just having a little nuanced chat about the Rupes system, and you know we're mocking some of it and laughing. But I literally get paid to travel around and do that, and it blows my mind. I had an IDA training event in Elgin in Scotland. Not one person was from the UK. All oh. of them had traveled in, flown in from South Africa, Saudi Arabia, Greece. People do that because of those vlogs. Um, and then those, you know, those vlogs maybe, and I guess my, uh, charming annoyance <laughs> yeah, yeah. flagged me some pretty good, uh, opportunities in life where I've managed to, you know, work really hard to impress people. But then when I have, I've got some really cool opportunities out of it and documenting that every day I love. And what happened when I started doing that, you know, uh, the channel took a little dip, but the engagement went up and I think exactly you said, it's what people preferred rather than the Sped it, sped it up. God, Alan, speak properly. Right. The, the detailing we just sped up. So those, like, I haven't done really solid content in four years, probably five years. Look at the channel, yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm still running off what five years ago content, which right. is crazy. That shows you the power of YouTube and content creation, right? Right. And I would even say, honestly, like, if you were doing more of uh, like behind the scenes type stuff in a way would probably, you know, like, like, let's say you, you come here to like a Rupes training. Right. And, and it's like, you know, you, you show a little bit of the class, but again, it's, it's polishing paint, right? Like we all, we all do it. We all watch it or whatever. But then if it's like, you know, you and Jason kind of palling around, you know, in between or, you know, like him picking up from the airport or you guys out to dinner, like that stuff, I think makes it a little bit better. I did, that. did I ever go online? See, the issue we have is when I did that trip and then we did the podcast, thanks again for having me on that, that time. That was yeah, epic. It was a blast. Uh, like I was in a bad way. Like I literally was only what, three, four weeks out of hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I tried to video that content and I'm, I'm not being self whatever you call it where you look at it and go that's not going up it's not good enough it literally i didn't film much content so i was trying right. to think right can i sit at home and put it on a computer and like voiceover or piece it together yeah i think i did it did that go online i don't remember if it never we might put it up yeah because i mean to me and and again it's my opinion take it for whatever you want but like that's the cooler stuff to me you know i mean when i when I went to, to Gloss University earlier in the year, like the fun part of Gloss University to me was kind of like the networking, right? So like if you blog that type of stuff, it's almost like letting people in on 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 a networking, you know, kind of deal. Yeah. Um, versus just well, showing, showing paint. I'd love to do that full time. Just film what I'm doing every day and yeah. have someone follow me. Uh 
that's what I loved doing originally. Every day it was because I was detailing and I had I just did it on a phone, so it was right there. And then maybe trying to go into posh cameras and microphones killed that because that takes time to set up and do whatever. And I tried yeah. to get too swanky with it. But I had to do that. Why did I have to do that originally? Just, oh, because I was traveling, vlogging. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, just do what uh, Otterness does, man. Just hire a crew to follow you around and film and edit. and The crew? Dude, Otterness <laughs> is a freaking legend, and I love him 100%. Um, I remember I was doing a, a training or a talk show or something with him. And his his response was, "We're now a we're now a full blown media company. We yeah. detail second. Yeah, <laughs> he's like hundred percent. Because someone asked the question, I think how important is YouTube and whatever. I think just before someone had asked the question, like, oh, I how do you handle the hate comments on YouTube? And I talked about my positive intent answer and everything else. And yeah. some people were like, I've never heard it like that. And how I flip it and generally sell something to the people that are being negative. Uh, right. I think we were just talking about that, Jason, before actually." And then someone said, well, how do you know how much YouTube to do or whatever? And Jason was like, I consider Chicago Auto Pros are now a, a marketing and media company and we're a detailing company second. Like yeah. that's how important content and showing. So I love the fact that Jason's vlogging again. It's made me want to get back into it. Um, I, I want to get to the point where we were, you know, six, seven years ago, where we were mocking yeah. each other in each other's vlog videos <laughs> where he was taking the mic out of my, hello. <laughs> and I was like, what's up? <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they're getting ready to go to australia to to talk with uh dale and the guys down there down under podcast. oh good i'm, I'm so good. uh i i'm excited just to see what kind of video content they put out for that because i think that would be a fun vlog style type thing for what they're doing that what they're gonna i was really about. lucky jason and the guys flew me out for that first detail wise where the australians were there Oh, okay. and, uh, they were at our hotel and they were just like oh yeah and talking away and i'm like how the hell do two australians know who i am like yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know I, I i feel like my american friends are just there like you're just a little hop over the water right, right. <laughs> they're like all the way the other way you know yeah, like yeah. i gotta go a whole lot of land to get there yeah they're a lot they were just like you're the allen guy it's like what <laughs> we got to meet them now how crazy is this right so meeting them at that detail wise they now sell our products in a, in Australia, and Jason, and the lads are going over to deliver a training in Australia, and I'm just like, this is yeah. just, I just love this whole. Like I say, I, I don't know if it happens with everyone or if it's a type of person, but I'm very privileged to the position I'm in to see that um, all these connections you make become something. Now they don't become something without hard work. I know that you don't just speak right. to someone; something happens. But like, how cool is that? Like three, four years ago, we were all talking at a training session, and now they're all off to Australia. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Awesome. Someone planted the seed to inspire those guys to go to back to Australia where they were a car garage and build a detailing business and then build a detailing e-commerce business and now flying detailers out to showcase the rest of Australia what can be done. Yeah. yeah. Think it's, about it. It's a crazy, it's crazy. crazy world. Crazy world. All right, Alan. Well, listen, I know it's uh, getting late your way. Um Jason, did I help you sell your business? Did we manage I don't to do it? Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Jason, Jason's about two hours past dinner time, so I know he's he's yeah, a, he's, a, he's a early early bird special kind of oh, guy. I start yeah. cooking at four and eat at five. Okay, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, I'm just jealous. I'm just jealous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I I appreciate you doing this. I mean, hopefully, maybe you know it it gave some ideas or some 
some thoughts to, you know, if, if somebody wants to sell their business or thinks about selling their business or, hey, maybe maybe somebody was not even thinking about it, but they'll hear what you said and go, man, I could really work towards that and maybe, you know, dump this turd here in a, you know, a year or two or something like that. If I work, work hard enough towards it, you know, like you said, build, build to sell, right? Like, I would like, just say like, go and go and check that ebook out, build to sell. It's ancient. Yeah. I wish I could remember the guy that wrote it. Um, I'm terrible at remembering authors. Um, but go and listen to it. And then if you just build your business now, as if you are going to sell it, it will make you think about systems. It will make you think about how do I make this look like an asset someone wants? And generally then, right. That's how you sell anything. Cause it puts you in the mindset for selling detailing, for selling yourself, you know, how do you, you know, et cetera, yeah. maybe for yeah. another podcast. <laughs> maybe. And, um, listen, we look forward to seeing you in a, in a month's time or so at MTE. I, I hope you will find some time to stop by the booth and jump on the podcast with us while we're. Yeah. For those that don't know, what are you doing at mobile tech guys? We are live podcasting in the detailers roadmap booth. Oh, so yeah. It's going to be fun. It's got the be table. Fun. I don't know. That came it in the other day. Yeah. Yeah. We got, yeah, we got a table. Go. It could be, it could be the coolest, most fun thing in the world, or it could be an absolute. Shit. Have you got, so, uh, with and Jason, I don't look at it. Dude, it's going to be epic. I don't care. <laughs> Have you got a PA system going out so people can hear that walk by? Or so is it trying to. I'm, I'm working on it. The the thing I'm, I'm looking at is um, I'm trying to see if I can find like a small enough. He wants a travel-friendly system right, because that we're going to be going to SEMA and SDC. Yeah. yeah. So I want to find one that will be loud enough that as people walk by can hear but small enough for travel. Um, I need to talk to the cheerlead moms because every time we go to a cheerlead contest, they're always dragging <laughs> on these like little mini boom boxes. And we were just at a competition last weekend. And uh, I mean, it was very noisy in there and they had this little like 10 inch speaker boom box about, I don't know, 30, 40 feet away from me. And I could hear it clear as day with all the like sound noise. And it looked like it was small enough that could go in a, in a suitcase or something. So I've got to find yeah. something like that. Um, I did that wax talk. I called it my Britney, Britney Spears headset on. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> when everyone has a G1, like yeah. you're talking, this must've been like seven years ago, oh, beginning man. Alan in a G technic top. But I think it was one of my first hired come and be a guy in a shirt type gigs. And I was G technic UK slapping G1 and C1 on cars. Nice. Live at wax talk. Yeah. So, fun. I mean, we're, we're trying to do that. We still got a couple of, I get to pick up a couple of webcams to now that I figured out how to do multiple webcams on restream through the same computer. I got to grab a couple of um, webcams so that we can show the the guests on the table uh, um, sitting at the table. It's gonna be one main picture and then two of our guests. So you see all four of us or all yeah. three of us, yeah. and then you'll see just the two guests. You need yeah. to have a chat with uh, with Rennie and the PNS crew. They they they're they do it and even though they make it look massive in a nutshell it's exactly what, what you're saying it's yeah. just simple speaker setup a simple microphone mixer boom yeah 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 i mean i've got my my mixer board's not simple but i've got my mixer board we've got the microphones you know there's there's little thing little details that we still need to pick up before you know mte but for the most part i think we've got everything locked down and and we're going to primarily just do facebook and youtube lives for the whole event we'll try to record a couple of like legit ones that i can release like that week or whatever but for the most part it's just going to be live streaming most of the days friday and saturday um nice. so yeah we're just going to try and grab people to 
Yeah, we're just going to try and grab people to come and sit 10 or 15 minutes, do like a little catch up kind of thing or whatever. So that way people aren't sitting for too long. You know, they can still go around and travel. And in, and in two, we can maybe get people out of their booths for 10 or 15 minutes, you know, with, you know, not not leaving the booth, you know, unattended or whatever for too long. Things like that. This is going to be like what my first MTE was like, where I don't really have major commitments. Yeah. Those That's are the best. Cool. So the best yeah, ones. I'm just going to MT just like a dude. Like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> just some guy walking around. Yeah, exactly. Drunk 24-7. What? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. I reckon we should have Chris. I know Jason's got to go eat. So, where you stream um, onto every detailer's roadmap website. Boop. Have a word with him. He can make that happen. Ooh. That's Ooh, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. good idea, dude. Chris right Thank now you. is cursing my name on the live. He's <laughs> like, no, Alan. More work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Alan, for giving these <gasps> yeah. holes that idea. Yeah. Exactly. All right, buddy. Well, listen, man. Um, again, as always, it was great talking to you. We need to have you on the podcast more. So now that you freed up time, hey, can, if the people want me, uh, I'll have you back. I enjoy listening to you guys all the time. Thanks. When I detail, I still tune in, so it's good. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. And 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 for everybody who's listening and not watching us on YouTube, he is rocking the Concaster t shirt. So thank you for that. Cover me yeah. and my daughter. So, all right. Have a good night. Good evening. We'll uh, Ciao. talk to you soon. Bye. All righty. So I know you gotta go, so we'll make this quick, man. That's uh that's how to sell your business. No, that's maybe cool. if you're thinking about yeah, it. That was, that was a good episode. Very informative. Yeah, yeah. Alan's Alan's Alan knows a lot, man. He's a lot smarter than he looks. So uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> appreciate him coming on. Good. <laughs> appreciate him coming on and, and talking. And and again, man, we've been, we've I've I've been trying to get him on forever. I mean, I've had so many people. You know, like you got to get Alan on. You got to get Alan on. And I'm like, look, I'm trying. The guy, the guy's dodging my calls, telling me he's washing his hair or something like that. So, um, glad we finally got him on. Um, so that's it. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, go like, share, follow, subscribe, uh, leave us a review, all that fun stuff. We had five listeners at one point on, or six listeners we had eight one at one point. Oh, eight. Oh, I didn't. Shoot, yeah. Man. I only saw six was the highest. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's it. We'll end the All show right. there. Talk to you guys later. Everybody have a good week and yeah. a merry fucking Christmas because you won't hear me till next week, even though it's Monday. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. My bad. So, yes, this is we aren't doing a QA. and uh, So this is, yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays, whatever. All that fun stuff. We'll see you uh, next week for the uh call-in show oh, yep. um the potty awards will be given out yeah <laughs> hope you guys are i'm excited so fucking the- pumped for that man <laughs> you guys are excited for the potty awards i'm still working on some categories and winners and stuff like that um so that'll be next week's episode so all right merry christmas uh talk to you guys later bye